Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. This is why you wrestle with God. Just because no one before you has done it doesn't mean that you haven't been called to. There are new downloads that you're going to be receiving. How will I know unless I go follow the call of God? Holy Spirit, have your have your way with us. Goodness gracious. Like if you're worried, just <laughs> take some obedience and some appreciation and call me in the morning. I can't even see the beauty of what's going on right here. At what point do you just celebrate and thank God for what is now and what he's promised in the future? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is the key to unlocking everything you've been called to be. And today, we're continuing with our series. This has been such a great one for me, and hopefully it's been a great one for you all as well. I'm tired of success. I'm exhausted. I don't want to even think about success anymore. I'm tired of of success. We're your co-hosts, Kevin Alushla and Donovan Donnell, and we're going to get straight into it like we always do. Donovan, big man. Yeah. Muscle Mania 2000. What up? I can't believe I even wow. said that. Look. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's because you're so big, and I'm trying to be like you, man. Come on, don't play. There may be a lot of people who are new to this podcast. Why have we been honing in on this series yeah. at all? Like, what's important for these people who are trying to be high performers with higher values, operating in their highest nature needs to know about being tired of success. You know what? As a, as, a, as a life coach and as I do my relationship coaching with people, this is one thing that often comes up. People start to get discouraged and get exhausted and feel like, I'm just, I just can't get it right. And I've had to come to this understanding and share with my clients that sometimes you're doing the right thing just with the wrong person. And a lot of the people who are listening here, what we're, what we're saying to you is that you're not partnered with God. That's why something so beautiful is so exhausting. You're not partnered with God. You're doing the right thing. You just need to partner with the God of the universe and have the full participation of heaven and you'll have a totally different experience. It won't be exhausting. It will be invigorating. At The more work you put in, it's actually gonna give you more energy. And I think that's why we're really unpacking this entire series. Oof, yeah, man, I love that. Especially when you start to partner with the God of the universe, there are new downloads that you're gonna be receiving because you're learning the way God thinks, feels, and the way he actually created us to be. Because yeah. he's thinking about you. He loves you. He wants capacity in you. He wants you to have success. We talked about this before. Success in certain way is our spiritual worship. Yeah. So we have to do it aligned with the God of heaven so that we do it from a space of pure, pure joy. Which mm -hmm. is so funny because that's what we're actually talking about today. This is a simple yet profound idea. Maybe one of the reasons you're tired of success is your joy tank is low. Mm, mm, <laughs> can, can we say that again, Donovan? We definitely should. Maybe, maybe you're tired of success because your joy tank is low. Mm. Why are we talking about this and how did this even come about? Donovan, do you remember I told you this story that I just recently went through? I was having a conversation with a few people that I work with in business, and we were so excited talking about these, these future next steps, right? When I have those conversations, I am so invigorated. I'm, I have so much joy. But we then looked at the reality of the current situation, and it seemed like we were going to be delayed for months on it. And I cannot tell you how frustrating that was. I was looking to God saying, look, you're the one that promised 
that I would be doing these things. You're the one. I didn't even, I'm not even here of my own accord. So why is this going on, Lord? I was in my prayer closet. I'm like trying to try to speak praises the whole time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be fine. But I still felt that sense of frustration with God on that. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> somebody listening can relate. Donovan, I'm sure you could relate. Yeah. I think for me, the, the, the part that really just zaps me is that my mind's in the wrong place. That's always mm. the most exhausting part that leaks my joy is that I'm not focused on where I am. I'm so focused on so many other places. And for me, in my path, because I was so consumed with trying to create a life that other people will be jealous of and use that to get people to come to Christ or wow. use that jealousy of other people to validate that, oh, I must finally be successful because people are jealous of me. It just kept me absent-minded of, from where I was. And I was one of the reasons I really couldn't have joy in the moment because I wasn't even in the moment. Ah, bro, that is so good. Mm-hmm. Not being present in the moment. And it, what you're saying is exactly what I missed. Like, yeah. I got to talk to my bandmate, Matt Salee, about this, who's one of my closest friends. And he actually gave me a quote from this daily devotional by Bob Goff called Live in Grace, Walk in Love. Matt mm. definitely recommended it, so I'm definitely going to recommend it as well. And he gave me this quote from the December 12th section of that book. And this is what the title of the book was, which blew my mind. God gave the wise men a direction, not a bunch of instructions. It wasn't a business trip. It was an adventure. Wow. Right? And then at the end of the page, it read this. How do you sense the adventure Jesus is calling you to as you look towards the new year? I forgot, Mm. completely forgot that this whole thing that we're on with God, this is not a business trip we're on. And yes, we're high performers and we're young professionals, we're creatives, we're entrepreneurs. We're very, very accustomed to business trips, but we're not on a business trip with God. This is not just A to B. This is an adventure. And we're supposed to enjoy the whole thing, especially with the word adventure. What I mean, Donovan, you heard everything that I just talked about, especially with yeah. <laughs> wise men direction. How is that stuff hitting you when you're hearing that from the Bob Goff book? Honestly, man, I just can't wait to go back and listen to this episode a few more times. That if not, It was all worth just hearing you say the instructions versus guidance part. My goodness, that hit me like a ton of bricks because what it came up for me is a reminder that I honestly love adventure. It's one of the things that I've prayed for. But the issue that it just hit me just now is that sometimes I'm just not comfortable with how the adventure shows up. Ooh. Like, no, this is what you asked for. This is the adventure, right? The unknown, the mystery, the plot twist. My hand never leaves you. My plan is still in place. My guarantee is still there. It's just, you know, we're going to have some little bit of fun with it. One, because you still need to be developed. Two, because other people need to be impacted by it. And three, because I need you to see how beautifully and wonderfully I've made you. So I put these circumstances in place not to tear you down, but to expose you to you, expose you to what I put inside of you so that you can now walk in that authority and that freedom and that flow because this life it's not just an experiment. It is an adventure that we should be enjoying for the most part, at least. Oof. Yeah, man, that's that is good. I mean, what you're saying kind of reminds me of like, like, do you remember watching like Peter Pan or The Goonies? I mean, that's an '80s yeah. reference. I don't <laughs> know. If, I, you, we aged ourselves. Right I literally, there. I'm gonna say we literally just aged ourselves. But you watch them on their whole journey. They had the, obviously their children, and they have this childlike 
sentiment when it comes yeah. to how they're going for this adventure. They don't know how they're going to get to their, their destination. But the whole way they're looking around and seeing the beauty, they're seeing the, the flying, I don't know, seeing something fly, I'm sure. This is just so much of that, <laughs> of, of, of the magic that's going on. And they're enjoying every single part of it. And how much do we need to do that? You know what it just reminded me of? That safe people will call that reckless. And when oh. I say safe, people who are not willing to walk in faith will say you're being reckless. But like, no, if God is guiding me to this place, don't you, would you don't step outside the boat. You wasn't built for that, but I was. How will I know unless I go follow the call of God? Yeah, I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. Or yeah, I'm the first person to travel abroad in my family or, or start a business, you know what I'm saying? Or, or just shift the whole narrative of my lineage. Like, just because no one before you has done it doesn't mean that you haven't been called to. Ah, thank you for this. Just the whole Goonies reference is to sit with me. I need to find it <laughs> on somebody's platform and watch it and get the Rocky Road. I need to watch it, man. <laughs> so, so, so look, if, you, if y'all don't get anything from this podcast, <laughs> watch the Goonies. Uh, that's it. We're done. Thank you, everybody. We're out. <laughs> the gospel of the Goonies. The gospel of the Goonies. Oh, my God. Well, look, I think that's perfect to get us to our first point, yeah. right? I'm tired of success. Your joy tank is low. Why? Maybe you're focused too hard on the future. Mm. Can I say that again? I'm saying that for myself. Woof. Maybe mm. you're focused too much and too hard on the future. Mm. Let's get into some verses. Yeah. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. This is something that we talk about so much. For I know the plans I have for you, declare the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And Matthew 6, 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Donovan, what are you hearing, man? I'm hearing that God has given us a hope and a future. It's, it's being given to us and we're so worried. I, let me not say we, like you said, it hit, it hit me hard. I'm so worried on like, man, how is this going to work out? Do I, what do I need to do? Like, listen. Obey and appreciate. That's something that me and my friend came up with years ago. When we get worried, we say, hey, obey and appreciate. Keep it that simple because his word promises a hope and a future. Just obey and appreciate. And that is something that I appreciate even more now because it's almost like, like you would take two of these and call me in the morning. Like if you're worried, <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> take some obedience and some appreciation and call me in the morning. Promise you it will impact your situation to a great degree because it won't change what you see. It'll change how you see what you see. And that changes everything. Oh, and that's the thing that we need as high performers with higher values operating in our highest nature. The mm. mindset change. Yeah. I, well, the, I, okay, so I, ask, I want to ask you this question then. Why do you think we're obsessed with the future? Because I could tell you right now from my experience, a lot of times when I'm seeing the future of what I'm dreaming, I can control what I see in my imagination. I can control what I am seeing at that very moment because it's my imagination. I'm picturing it the way I want to picture it. But the current situation looks nothing like what my future can look like in my mind. You know, yeah, that just hit me so hard because when you said it, I could hear the fact that there was like this stream of images of how your future could work out in your mind. 
And so what for me hit is that we're taking God's promise as a suggestion or a possibility, not a guarantee. Oh, wow. I look at myself and say the times when I've been so worried about the future is because I wasn't really enrolled. I didn't fully sign up um, or sign into this promise, these principles that God put in place. I didn't fully believe. And that's why that one, I know it's one per, one person in the Bible that says, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. And I've prayed that prayer a few times because I believe in you, but do I believe that you'll do this for me? Have I made my situation so bad? Have I missed the opportunity? Have I ruined it? Am I the exception to your blessing? Am I the exception to your promise? And this is where the enemy tries to attack our mind. He tries to get us so consumed with all this doubt and this worry and this uncertainty, places where God said, be thou only courageous. But he says, he puts these questions in like he did with Adam and Eve in the garden. So concerned and so consumed about how is it going to work out? Am I enough? Is God really who God says he is? Should I listen to the culture? I don't really see it manifesting fast enough. And that is where we lose focus of the now and we start worrying so much about the future that God already promised that he would take care of. Oh, exactly. So then in that case, when I'm so obsessed like that, I can't even see the beauty of what's going on right here. I can't no. find the joy. I think joy is only in the future. How is that even possible? Joy, I mean, it is possible, of course, because you're dreaming. But like you said, I'm creating multiple scenarios that maybe God didn't even annoy it because I'm just wanting this whole thing for myself. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. This is why we this is why we have these conversations. This is why this Bible study is so important. Because we want to explore all the possibilities. Yeah. I, I, I really do think when you're focused too much on the future, like you're pretending that the joy, it's like joy is being dangled in front of you. you yeah, think, man. And you're now yeah. rushing towards that joy. And then you think, but then you get there and you're not even thinking about what you just accomplished because you're thinking, but now when I get over there to that next place, to that next, it's like, when can I just sit? And celebrate. And celebrate, and celebrate, man. See, I, that's I, what people who are fo so focused on the future don't do. They don't celebrate. Yeah. Everything is put off to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Somebody have a child. Well, I want to make sure everything's good with the child. Okay, now the child's good, but I want to make sure the child can walk. Okay, now I want to make sure the child's good to school. I want to make sure the child, like, at what point do you just celebrate and thank God for what is now and what he's promised in the future? Like, you can be present to all that in the moment. For me, walking out my, my entrepreneurship, when I went back to work in corporate America, I was like, God, what are, what are you doing? And you know what? I had to thank God after I got out of my pity party, the fact that this is going to be consistent in income that could be in, end up being capital for entrepreneur stuff. And I said, even that wasn't good enough. It doesn't matter what this could turn into. The fact that I'm in obedience, I'm going to celebrate that because that used to be a struggle for me as well. To just listen to God, obey him without needing 13 or 14 confirmations. Oof. There's always something to celebrate on this path of faith, man. Absolutely. Oh, man, look, even with what you said, I'll give you an example. I just went on a business trip, right? And I'm, I'm actually working right now for uh, a physique competition to, to challenge myself. And of course, Whoa. I imagine, bro, thank you. Thank you very much. Hey. I keep picturing what I will look like, but this weekend, for example, on this business trip, I actually ate extremely well. And normally on business trips, I'm like, oh, I'm free. I'm a wild out. I'm going to do a little eat this, that. I didn't do that. And I was so yeah. focused for some reason on the picture of what I wanted to do that when I came home and I was focused on my work, I was going, wait a second. Do you not just see what happened? This mm. was normally 
a massive struggle for you. Mm. You're not focused on the joy right now of what you just accomplished. I want to enjoy currently my life. You know what I mean? Like, so that's why I think as we've talked about, you're focused too hard on the future. And the second point that we're now going to get to that we've kind of been entering already. Can I, can I add one thing in there? Oh, bro, add it, actually. Come on. Listen, come on in. Come listen, on in. This, this is something I feel like I, I had to understand. I want other, everybody else to understand. When we say don't focus and obsess over the future, we're not saying don't focus on the vision. Two different things. Wait a sec. I, I am about to walk out of here right now. <laughs> you got to say that again. That? Listen. Listen. Focus on the vision. That doesn't mean you're focusing on the future. The way you're able to walk one step of faith at a time is by focusing on the vision. That doesn't mean when we say don't focus on the don't focus on the future or don't obsess over focusing on the future, we're not saying don't focus on the vision, man. Focus on the vision. That's what helps you to actually being present is directly connected to focusing on the vision. So I just want to add that little piece before we moved on to the next step, man. Bro, you better speak a word in real time. Yeah, when we prepare these episodes, like it's been, it's so beautiful because yeah, you can prepare as much as you want, and then something like that happens. You're like, oh, uh, Holy yeah. Spirit, have your have your way with us. Goodness gracious, yeah, like, man. Yeah. oh man. So once again, you're focused too hard on the future. You can focus mm-hmm. on the vision, but there's some things that you just can't worry about right now. What you can do, as is the second point, you can get joy now. You can focus on success in the present. Mm. Let's go through some verses about this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. There are two more. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And one more, Matthew 6, 11, give us today our daily bread. Mm. If we're going to say that, maybe I just ask this question right now. What are you doing with your daily bread? Are you enjoying that thing? Mm. Or are you looking and saying, but that thing in the future, that looks a lot tastier No, this is maybe what you need, the sustenance right now. Focus on that joy and that sustenance now. Donovan, what are you hearing? I'm just talking. This is crazy. What what are you hearing in these verses, man? When I I go back and I'm looking at this verse right now, and it says to to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, it didn't say give thanks for all circumstances. There are going to be some things that come your way that you don't like, that you don't understand. But if you trust God, you still give him thanks even in the midst of it. And the one thing that that does, I heard this one song saying, I'm not sure how biblically accurate it is, but I'm going to say it until I learn better. <laughs> Pray. <laughs> I mean, we were honest. It said that praise confuses the enemy. Because what he's trying to do is confuse you and get you to put, you know, doubt and all that other kind of stuff. And he'll put every circumstance he's allowed to in your way that God allows him to. And then you still praise God. He's like, but wait, like this is a desperate situation. There's no way out. And you're like, of course there is. I have a, a full-on exclusive relationship with the God of heaven through his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit lives within me. And so that is confusing to the enemy who's trying to attack us and discourage us. And so when I look at this, man, it just helps me to see that there's so many things that if I was present, 
I would be so grateful for that God is already doing. Amen. And that gratitude contributes to my joy tank and it keeps me from being exhausted. Exhaustion for me always showed up when I felt like I was doing so much and seeing so little as an outcome. There was no no return on investment that I could really be proud of. But I didn't see the return on investment because I wasn't being present. (sighs) Man, with what you're saying, this is so important because remember in my story, I was trying to do certain things when I found out that my business plans were going to get delayed. Yeah. I was trying to be in my prayer closet and rejoicing and 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 stay there so that I can be in praise. And one of the things I learned in that is that maybe I didn't feel it in that moment, but as I continued to praise him and get more information, I realized, "Oh wait, my joy is starting to flourish." I think I was trying to focus on one way of doing it. But then, for example, Matt came into my life and he said, hey, have you looked at this? If I didn't stay present in trying to figure out what am I supposed to learn in that space, I wouldn't have gotten the joy that I needed to continue on the path and enjoy where I am right now to realize, oh, wait, this is an adventure. I would have kept moving on and said, you know what? Whatever. And so I feel like sometimes (laughs) this is why... You wrestle with God. This is why you wrestle and say, I'm not going to leave until I receive my blessing. Lord, I don't feel joyous right now, but I'm going to stay right here until that joy comes because I feel like there's some way I can still learn something from this. You know what I mean? Where is right here? I think we should share with him what where right here is. I mean, in this time-space continuum, at this Listen, present moment right now. There's a secret door. I want to tell you about it. So this past Friday, I did this coaching session with a close friend of mine. And it was called Honor the Quiet. Honor the Quiet. And we broke down the definition of quiet. It doesn't mean the absence of noise. It means the absence of hurriedness. Ooh. The absence of hurriedness. A lot of us, and me myself included, have been caught up in this loop of hurriedness and being productive. And we had to coach to these high performers, and this was in a corporate America world, and tell them that you are more than what you can produce. And that was such a relieving revelation for a lot of people, that I am more than what I can produce. We said that you need to honor the quiet. And what does it mean to honor the quiet? It means that you have a practice of getting in a quiet place so that you can reconnect with your morals, your values, the vision, the things that you stand for, the things that you want. Because what happens is that hurriedness numbs us. It numbs us and it disconnects us from the things that really matter in life. And so when we said, we said, so how do you practice uh, quietness? Do you go, do you meditate? Do you go on nature walks? Like what is it that you do to separate and reconnect and realign with what God has already put inside of you? I found myself so many times walking contrary of my morals and my ethics and my values because I hadn't taken the time to reconnect with them and remember what they were. Throughout the course of a day, we get bogged down with so many things that can cause us to just lose focus of who we are and what we stand for. So many people either complain or they're giving us false pride and false compliments or we get so many accolades that we start to think like, oh, this is what life is really all about. But man, the pandemic did a number on us. The pandemic separated us a, a lot from opportunities to be so hurried. A lot of us had no choice but to sit in some quiet place. It was by force. And if you notice during the pandemic, a lot of people made some different changes in their life. People left their jobs, started entrepreneurship. 
Some people left their marriages. Some people woke up and said, I'm going to dress different. I'm going to explore this new opportunity. I want to travel. All these things came back to the surface because they recognized the life that they had built for themselves wasn't allowing them to live. And that's what the quiet does for you. The quiet is the birthing ground for quality of life. And if you want to escape the loop, sometimes the way out is in. Get in that quiet place with God. So when Kevin says to be here and say, God, I'm not going to leave until you, he's saying get in that quiet place with God and remember, let the Holy Spirit bring back into remembrance all these things that really matter, how to keep the main thing, the main thing. Honor the quiet. Yay! So then, okay, what are some practical things that you do to honor the quiet? What are some practical things you do right now to get joy and success now? You asking me? Yeah, oh, I'm asking you oh, right man. now. Okay, all right. I thought oh, you were talking to the go. audience. I was waiting for them to answer. No, um, I'm asking so you. Kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, I meditate. Yeah, I practice mindfulness. But one thing I do, I surround myself with like-minded people. So I think you said it was Matt that asked you, have you looked at it from this perspective? Was it Matt? It was. Sometimes you just need a really good friend, a really good accountability partner that says, hey, have you considered this? You know what? There, here's, here's, here's something super practical. Something super practical that I learned uh, listening to this app one time. It said, sit in a room that you're familiar with and don't leave that room until you find three things that you've never noticed before. Sit in a room that you're familiar with and don't leave until you find three things that you've never seen before. This is how you develop that muscle of awareness and presentness in you. Because maybe there's, you've, been, you've been walking with God so long, or maybe you've been in a, in a relationship with your, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your friend so long that you start taking them for granted. You forget how beautiful and powerful they are. You forgot what their gifts are. You got way too comfortable. Nothing wrong with being comfortable. You got way too comfortable. But sometimes you need to develop that muscle and start looking at them anew. Afresh. Maybe you need to look at your situation anew and afresh. Say, what am I not being grateful for right now? Yikes, that is so powerful. I completely agree. I think there's something about the beauty of awareness that mm. sometimes we don't explore as much in certain mm. contexts. Like, I'll give you an example. I remember talking to my high performance coach, and we were talking about clarity. He goes, You cannot be clear unless you're aware. So we said, When you're driving to the gym, Kind of like what you're saying. I want you to notice the leaves. I want you to notice the trees. I want you to be able to say something about those trees. Because when you're doing that, you're narrowing in your focus to be present to what's going on right now. Have a conversation right now about what those trees look like, about their beauty, about the foliage. And once I started doing that, I realized I could apply that to so many other aspects of my life. When I go on stage, I have to get joy now. I cannot be in another space. Because the fullness of person that you're trying to bring to that audience, the Mm. joy that they have paid for, Mm. you deserve to bring your full self to the situation. So I have to to be joyous. I have to be focused and I have to be present. And so one of the things I do, once again, Mm. sit, slow down my breathing, really enjoy that time. And I do the exact same thing. I go, wow, look at the beauty of this stage. I've never been to a stage like this before that I get to perform in. Oh my goodness, this is so different from the last place because A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it keeps me into that moment. Sometimes, (laughs) this is a little, I don't know if it's creepy, but I'll say it. I'll look through the curtain 
and just find one person. Look at their joy. Look at the laughter on their face. And I just make up a story saying, I wonder what's bringing them so much joy besides being in this concert. And as I'm telling that story, I get emotionally connected to the fact that I have to be present right here, right now, so that I continue on that path of joy that you're trying to bring them from the Father above to this space. Those are definitely some practical things I do as well. Bro, I'll tell you like this though, 100%, man. Looking through the curtain at someone is creepy. That's just, it's creepy. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) I didn't want us to just bypass that moment. That's creepy, Kev. But um, your intentions are great. Hopefully, they never catch eyes with you and see you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. You just see this one eye like. "Hmm." And they're like, who is this? I want to get out of this concert. Oh, my. Nah, nah, nah. Like, bro, I feel you. Oh, But yes, I feel like awareness is so important. Well, one thing we will say that just to help you, if you're, if you're struggling with this concept, practice. It takes practice to, de- to de- develop and get more comfortable and more fluent and more efficient in, in being present and being mindful. Just daily practice, daily practice. Absolutely. And one more thing that we're going to say, Joshua 1.8, we talk about Joshua often when it comes to these episodes and to this series and to this season of Imagine Faith Talk. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. This was said in terms of what God needed them to presently do because the future, as it says, Joshua 1, 3 through 5, I'll just read a little bit of it. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Mm. That was already promised. God just gave them some of the tools that were necessary to stay focused and present right now so that they may go and conquer the land. Here, right now, this is your opportunity. We'll worry about there. The vision's already clear. Right now, get what you need so that you can experience joy every single step of the journey. So look, the Imagine Faith Talk Challenge for this week, where are you not getting joy right now? What is causing you to not get joy at this very moment. Identify it. Can you utilize one of these practices, whether it's getting aware right now, whether it's breathing? What are the tools that you feel like will be important in you getting aware and focused right now so you can enjoy where you are at this very moment? Once again, the vision's there. God's got the future. You deserve the joy right here and right now. Next episode, we're going to continue on this journey of your joy tank is low because you deserve joy. And as you know, we always say this every single episode. Love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you next time. Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. I trust my father. So let him take you on some detours. This is a walk of faith with God. It's a little bit sobering, but I think it's important for us to say. Are you secretly obsessed or idolizing progress? Be dogmatic on the destination, but flexible on the journey. Victory is in every single step. I lit up with joy in the moment. And I know that if he's allowing this, it's developing and building something inside of me. Because God knows you cannot enter the next phase with parts of you that are still Egypt. 
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.imaginefaithtalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast or even questions you'd love us to answer. Third, join our Imagine Faith Talk Club on Clubhouse. This is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals, and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team. You can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website. And finally, follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. It's all one word. We love you all, and we'll see you on the next episode.